0: The Exit 52 podcast instant analysis presented by Jimmy Seafood after a 31-30 Green Bay Packers win over the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to sound like a broken record again. These games go the exact same way every single solitary week. The Ravens play another heart-wrenching, heartbreaking Sometimes you think the game's over, then they get back in the game. They're in control sometimes. They're not in control sometimes. They go for two at the end to win the game and come up short. A really, considering the circumstances, spectacular performance by the entire team, but one particular in Tyler Huntley who showed a lot um, in a gigantic, in the biggest game he's ever started in the NFL. Uh, Gentlemen, I'll, I'll allow either one of you to start it here. Thoughts on this one as the Ravens now drop out of the playoff spots. They are
1: out of the playoff spot as of today. Thanks. Is that, that right?
2: Are they all the way out? I agree. They're, eight,
1: they're really eight. like they're eight, they're, they're eight behind because them, the Colts, the Chargers, and the Bengals all are eight and six. And even though they have the tiebreaker over the Colts and Chargers, since they all have the same record, it goes to like interdivision um, and it's interconference records, I think, and then like win percentage and something like that. So it's it's a whole big thing, but yeah.
2: Yeah. I uh when the game ended, I pulled like a giant drink water. I was just like straight out of there, just didn't even look at anything, didn't look at my phone. I just completely kept to myself. Uh walked the ramp on the way out, tried to tune out all the negative energy because listen, like we the last handful of games that the Ravens have played, there's been all these opportunities where uh the A word, the analytics come into play, and um John Harbaugh has made some aggressive decisions and they haven't necessarily worked out. And it's easy to look back at some of those decisions when they don't work out and play hindsight cop and say, Hey, like they should not have done this. You should not have done that. And that's just not how it works. It's just the probabilities come into play. The thing that's frustrating about this one in particular is that this two point conversion attempt that they had is virtually the same, it may not be the same play exactly, but it looks so much like the same rollout they ran against the Steelers in a two-point conversion situation. And as a whole, um, the, the rollout that, that cuts the field in half in terms of your options of how much you can make a play on is, is next to the, the fade, the goal line fade, in terms of just like being the most frustrating play to watch a team run in a goal line situation. And us having done it two times, in very key situations, it's it's just frustrating. It sucks, and um, I question that before I question the decision to go for two there. But even more so, I question us not going for two when we scored the first touchdown with what was it five minutes left or so, because that is at at heart what the analytics say and all the numbers, all that stuff says so go for two there. And I mean, I can go for a while on why that's the situation at hand. And a lot of people have explained why that's the case. And a lot of people joked about it. And it's become almost like a little thing. Like every time a team's down 14, oh, we'll go for two. and they score that touchdown, we'll go for two. Regardless, the numbers say do it and they did not do it. And so what's an extra degree of frustrating to me is that if we were going to play the percentages or play, you know, whatever and go for two at the end there, if we want to be an analytics driven team, we got to do it all the time. You got it. You can't just pick and choose. Like it felt like when we scored the first touchdown and took the extra point, it was the, the decision from last week where we tried to go for it and make it, um, you know, what was it? We, were, we were down 15 and we tried to make it a seven point game and we failed and it was a nine point game because of that. It felt like a response in order to avoid, um, Some of the criticism, even like, you know, in theory, if we took the extra point today, like we did, and then Green Bay gets the ball back and we just don't get the ball back, then nobody is going to talk about how the Ravens um, made a bad decision at the end there. They just came up short, you know, the offense of the, the Packers were just too good to overcome and nobody catches any criticism. So you can see like where I'm going with this. It's like, hey, if we want to be an analytics decision-based team, like we just have to do it 100 of the time. You can't pick and choose. So um, I'm a little frustrated by that. Um, but I guess like this is, you know, we're pretty deep in the weeds here. When I say we, I mean me. I'm I'm on a bit of a a ramble fest here, but um, it's just disappointing. It's just disappointing to see what I believe to be a lot of right decisions and a couple of wrong decisions um just end up with bad results it's because we've we've
0: no it's a it's a it's a and you look you have to look at it as a four-quarter as you said a sort of a four-quarter group of decisions though so you know coming to the game i think the general consensus from anybody that watches football is that the ravens would have an incredible struggle stopping Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense. We talked about it on the pod earlier this week. That was the talk going into the game. Even Romo, Romo, even Aikman and Buck on the first drive, when the Ravens are on, you know, down there fourth and goal, it's like, okay, this is understandable. They kind of have to go for this because they don't feel like they can stop them for the rest of the game. That for the most part proved out to be true. The Ravens had no chance to stop the Packers. For the majority of the game, not Aaron Rodgers was doing whatever he wanted. Whenever Robert Jackson was on the field, they threw at him every single time and he had no chance to cover anybody. And he shouldn't, he's like, you know, just got dragged off the practice squad. Anthony Levine is playing a lot of defensive snaps. Like they they were, they were just, they, they had no chance. They had zero chance and credit to them for, for making the couple stops. They did. What's unfortunate is, you then look at it, that last decision, okay, is your chance to win the game better going for two here and stopping them from hitting a field goal with a horrible kicker in 44 seconds? Or is it essentially winning the coin flip? Because if you lose the coin flip, you're probably losing the game. If you win the coin flip, you've got a decent, you've got a decent chance, but your, your percentage is probably under going for two. That's, I think, essentially what the decision comes down to, obviously. And they calculated that they didn't want to leave it up to a coin flip. They would rather just have the ball in their hands. The play call is the second part of it. And everyone's upset about the, the, the general consensus on Twitter is like, don't hate the decision, hate the play call. Don't hate the decision, hate the play call. I don't disagree with you about the cutting off the half the field. I do think getting a guy like Tyler Huntley in space where he essentially has to make a decision over whether he can commit to trying to run the ball into the end zone or make a throw he essentially just said, I thought I had Mark Andrews open and I missed Hollywood Brown. Because if you go back and watch the play, Hollywood Brown is wide open with two steps in the back of the end zone. And if Tyler Huntley throws it to him, the game is over. Like, you know, for a touchdown. First or start. close to it. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty wide open. If the, if the throw is anywhere decent, it's a it's a two, successful two-point conversion. So if you're Greg Roman, you're probably like, you know, everyone's hating the play call. But if Tyler Huntley makes this decision, we win. And it might have been really one of the only – feet tyler huntley put wrong the entire day he was fantastic the ravens are you know as i think i i have said week after week the ravens are playing a very very you know a season on the edge where they are either losing in very close fashion or winning in very close fashion and things are kind of leveling out to make them a 500 team which kind of makes sense you know they have won some games they should have probably lost in some ridiculous ways. And they are now losing some games. They had a really good chance to win. This is a game that looked like they had no chance to win with about 13 minutes to go zero chance. And they wall back every single time and figure out how to get in the game. So I I was fine with the decision. I also didn't really mind the play call. I think you can potentially second guess Harbaugh and not kicking on the first drive. And if you have those three points is the game a little bit different. The thing is, if you just I, watching that Packers offense, it felt like they had to get seven every single time they had the ball offensively. It didn't end up working out that way. They had a great stop when with with you know four thirty to go to get the ball back. Um, but you know what? What can you do?
2: Yeah, It's disappointing. I don't know. It's just
0: <laughs> it's just so interesting. It, it, it's a, it's an interesting game for John Harbaugh because getting the team to the point where you have the ball with a chance to take the lead with 44 seconds left is a feat considering they had no one playing in the secondary. They had COVID issues all week. They have their MVP quarterback on the sideline. I mean, people are attacking Greg Roman. Look at what they did with Tyler Huntley today. I thought the game plan was fantastic for Tyler Huntley. They put him in positions to make a lot of quick throws, just put it, put his foot down and step in and make like one read and make a throw credit to Huntley who made a lot of really good decisions and good throws. They attacked my guy, Maryland's finest, Darnell Savage, had no shot against Mark Andrews throughout the really the entirety of the game, and they just attacked it and attacked it and attacked it and attacked it. Um, they did a good. They saw Latavius Murray was the hot hand. They gave him the ball more. It's just a very. It's a very interestingly coached game when you when I look back at it. that. That is where there was so much good, and then there's also a lot you can second guess. Uh,
2: it, it was also a game where, um, and this was a little bit 2019 of of the game where all the drives were, were very clock consuming where there weren't necessarily as many possessions as you would expect in a normal football game. So yeah, I felt like the Packers were moving the ball a lot, but every time we got the ball, we drained clock. We, we, we held the ball for a lot of plays and we really um, kind of kept that offense off the field for the most part, where I think that's really what gave us a bit of a chance there towards the end. Um, but ultimately, I mean, I don't know. It's it's it was maybe an end to a means to have say like a lesser football team stay competitive in a game that they shouldn't have a chance to win. Um, and it gave us the opportunity at the end of the game to try to win it. And it's it's funny. It's and, and it's come down to this a lot this season and given football games like it just comes we've just managed to get games down to, to single play or two and and Like you said, we have come out on the right side of that early on and on the the later end here hasn't been our hasn't been our games like for three weeks running now. So um, I don't know. It's 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 deflating. Um, I didn't know the playoff scenario that you just laid out. And obviously, like, it doesn't really matter what you know after week 15, what the standings say. Doesn't matter. It matters after week 18. We know that the schedule in front of us, we know the teams we're going to play, we know the teams that are in the mix, and they're going to play each other a lot. Um, I think the math has always been, at least going into these last four weeks, is win one of these next three, this being one of them that we just lost, win one of these next three and get us to week 18 against a Steelers team that we know is not you know, it's wounded. It's just, just not a good football team. We know it. We know it. We just like need to get us there and have an opportunity at home against Pittsburgh uh, with a playoff opportunity at hand there and um, try to close it out. So um, this was an opportunity lost to get one of those three wins. You know, I may, I, I may be alone on that in terms of the math, in terms of the scenario, in terms of that mentality, like win one of these three and just try to survive and get to that week 18 game. But that's the way I've envisioned it. Um, next week is the one of the three that would be the best to win, obviously. Cincinnati's right there. And, and we lost the one to them earlier this season. We were out for revenge. Um, we would love to get that one back. And ultimately winning the division is would be the it's that's kind of like the ceiling for this season, or at least like that's the thing you hang your hat on. If we can get in there and actually win the division, like that is something to really feel good about. And um Losing today hurts those chances a bit, but it, it's you know we just got to keep pushing forward because the opportunity is still there in front of us, regardless of us being in the eighth position or whatever you want to call
0: it. Yeah, I I think it's it's yeah. I mean it's it's just it's been such a weird kind of I think like up and down emotional year. I, I think I think we got to quickly touch on. Uh, Huntley, who was just, who, I thought he was just tremendous in this game. Um, the stat was two, you know, the only Ravens quarterback ever with two receiving t- or excuse me, two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. Somehow Lamar has never done that, which is wild. Um, he he was fantastic, made really really good decisions, and was almost auditioning for NFL, you know, NFL Twitter throughout the game. Where by the end, people were like, oh, he's the best QB two in the league blah, blah, blah. We'll be interested to see what, you know, what his future ends up being, but he was all just really, really awesome in this game. He was just really, really awesome. In this game. There's really no other way to say
1: it. You just, I mean, I I think you just have to give him props. And again, the coaching staff, I thought Roman for, I don't know. I mean, again, say what you want about the play the first 59. I mean, he was calling a hell of a game. The play seemed to fit Huntley. Um, he seemed comfortable and confident. Like he didn't, it's, he wasn't skipping balls. I, I thought he looked really good. Um, again. I mean, is him throwing the ball 40 times was that the game plan probably not um I mean again you don't want to you don't want you don't really want your backup guy coming in throwing the ball 40 times but again 28 for 40 215 the two touchdowns and and credit to the offensive line he only got sacked once and I I don't know what the deal is with Tyree Phillips I know he was out for the game that was another big big loss um the linemen are still dropping but yeah then he added 73 on the ground um I mean, it, I I thought he played well in the second half. You know, last week, th- this week, I was just as impressed with him, um, if not more. And and you know, like like you were saying, Taylor, people are gonna be, they're gonna be teams looking at this guy. I, th- I think that teams are gonna want him. Um, I, I think he's shown. I mean, he he's not just like, oh, he's in the Ravens system because he can do what Lamar does in practice, or you know, he's he understand he can understand the you know the playbook. It's like, no, I th- I think he's a damn good quarterback. And it's you know it's weird because then because then you had people talking like how was this not guy undrafted not invited to the combine blah 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 stuff like that um but yeah I mean in in the first half it's like they knew they had you know Mark Andrews on Savage and they were gonna I mean the first half they Savage got abused and they obviously that kind of went away in the in the second half but I mean Marquise proud. ten catches only forty three yards but again they were trying to get it to to their big playmakers so so credit to them um they they you know. They were doing what they could to, to get their hands in, in the big guys uh the balls in the big guys' hands.
0: Yeah, combined 27 targets for Hollywood and Mark Andrews in this game. Mark Andrews becomes That's insane. The, becomes the first Ravens tight end to have over a thousand yards in a season, which I would imagine most people would not have thought that was the case. He is earning his money right now. He he was a beast in this game, an absolute beast, and made Huntley's life a lot easier by just toasting. Savage and the rest
1: of the the Packers secondary, he was he was really really good. Um, I, I know we we talked about it before the camera or before we started recording, but I was I was more surprised at the lack of Bateman targets. We only got two targets. He had one catch, five yards. Again, I thought they had such a good thing last week, and and again maybe give credit to the Packers for for taking him out of the game. Um, but yeah, I, I was very surprised at Bateman. I, I thought we'd see him another uh, kind of coming out game or at least just try to get the ball in his hands a little bit, but they, they just, they either couldn't do that or they, they didn't want to. Um, it's really a good Packer
0: secondary. That was why I was concerned going in. If Huntley would be able to have much success throwing the ball and they clearly exploited the matchup that they knew they could win as opposed to, you know, going to the guys on the outside. Most of Hollywood's catches were three or four or five yards down the field give it to him and see if he can make something happen when they, you know, when, when he wasn't, when, you know, the, the corners are standing six or seven yards, you know, down the field. And and I can't, I'm not putting this together, not pressing him, not up on him on the line of scrimmage and they would give him mm-hmm. the ball. Um, it's not like he caught a lot of balls down the field, everything, anything that was farther than 10 yards was all to Mark Andrews in this game.
2: I was, I was surprised to see the box score at the end of the game that, Hollywood had that many catches because he didn't really seem to be that much of a factor. He never he got, got, him, he got him all of them.
0: He got really all of them in the fourth quarter. He got six of them in the fourth quarter.
2: Yeah. I, I was just surprised. I mean, I, I tuned into the box board here before we got going and I saw Mark Andrews number. that made a ton of sense. The lack of targets and catches for everybody else made a lot of sense. I could not believe that 10 catches was the number um, for, uh, for Hollywood.
0: And By the way, one of the all-time incident analysis situations is Banks. I'm absolutely, up. I'm
2: absolutely grinding in the paint here. I've had a couple of ones here, making some analytical points here as, as we got old buster here, just uh, grinding away, trying to
1: get some attention here. You know who, I mean, who on the defensive side came to play and they talked about it a little bit was um, Patrick queen. I thought he had another very good game. He was, I mean, he was all over. He was, he was flying all around. Um, ESPN has him with 13 tackles, 11 solos. Um, I mean, ever since they they moved him from the mic, he's been he's been great. He's been really really awesome to watch. Um, and again, I know we talked about it going in too. Like Aaron Jones can he can catch the ball out of the backfield? Two ca- he he did have the one touchdown. It wasn't on Queen, but two catches, 12 yards um, out of the back out of the backfield for him. Um, again, I, I mean, all things considered, the defense I thought played okay. K for who they are and, and the names they had back there like all you know. things consider, against one of the best quarterbacks that yeah. has ever played. I, mean, I think they played
2: awesome and here, here's another small thing like yeah the, the Packers ran the ball some but I think since Brandon Williams has come back I think this run defense has really found their teeth and when we need run stops they've come up with run stops there's been all these scenarios the last, last couple of games where we're <laughs> down by a couple of scores need to score and then get the ball back and I think they've given us those opportunities. It's like the, you know, there's, there's like ah. credit to be due that. Hey boss, come on.
1: I'm trying to talk yeah, here. There, on, I mean, there were some little, you know, chunk runs and, and eight, 10, 12 yard runs <laughs> up the middle, but it was, they, they kind of limited them. Um, you know, Dylan, Dylan didn't do much. He was right at three yards per carry, seven carries, 22 yards. Um, I mean, th- those aren't easy guys to, to take down, but yeah, I, I mean, Brandon Williams is, He's playing very well these last couple of weeks too. And I know he's kind of a guy that people were sour on and it seemed like they kind of want to kick him out or at least want to restructure his deal for next year. Um, I, I, I thought the defense, again, for who they are, for Gino stone, trying to come up and make tackles and stuff like that. Like he, all things considered, I thought they, they did, you know, they were, they were pretty good. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, you had, as I said, sort of at the open,
0: you know, you have Geno Stone with seven tackles, Kavon Seymour with six tackles, Anthony Levine with three tackles. And and, and I, I can't even criticize Robert Jackson because, like, what was he supposed to do in the spot? I mean, he's out there, you know, coming off the practice squad, off the street essentially, you know, trying to cover Devontae Adams and, and, and you know, Aikman – is making the point on the broadcast, this like he's got to, you know, realize he's, he's playing, he's got to, you know, not beat outside cause he's got inside help. And it's like, if I was Robert Jackson, I would, my head would have been spinning the entire game and I'm sure, you know, he's a, that guy's a pro I'm sure. And he, and he, you know, he would say he's got to make those plays But Like, man, they were piecing it together. And anytime Rogers had time, he pretty much picked the Ravens apart. One of the great things about what the offense did. And, and unfortunately on the first drive, they couldn't finish off the drive was they kind of kept the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands um, you know, some more three and outs for the Ravens in that game, and the Packers are forty plus. Really, in a performance that I agree with the RDT. I didn't when you watched it; they didn't look like they were playing bad. It's just you know, Tavon Young ends up going. Tavon Young ends up going out of the game with a concussion. It's like they they, they just had no personnel, and at a certain point, you you can only play against that quality of quarterback with that personnel and not get eaten up. Um, and Rogers really missed the 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 you know when. Crosby ended up kicking the field goal, you know, had a touchdown to Lazard and just straight missed them. Really. The he one, did. And that would end the game.
1: I was going to say, he missed that one. He missed the one to Adams, but I mean, again, some of the throws, I mean, he had that throw down the middle, I think it was right by Chris board. Like board was right there and he just fit it. Right. I think it was to. I think it was too. Um, I forget who MVS maybe, but he, just, I mean, he just, there's, you couldn't play the ball any better. So yeah, again, it's like Chris Board was playing awesome defense, and just there is just legitimately nothing you could do on that one. Um, but Yeah, it was, it was. I don't know. I mean, you got it, you got to They showed up today. I thought they they did they did about as well as they could have done. Yeah, Metabike Mat- on that sack. I mean, he looked like a man possessed coming up the middle. That was like a oh shit, like this thing. Like they may they may pull this off just because again, like. The, him coming through the line like that. He looked like in dominican Sue like in his prime.
0: Banks, do you want to do 30 seconds on the the PI call?
1: You knew I wanted
2: to talk about it. It was game changing. The complexion of the game was completely altered by the pass interference. What was in the third quarter, we're down by a score and they're driving and um Yeah, it, 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 it was just completely made up. It was a made up pass interference. I it's one of those calls where you just see the replay. Sometimes you have pass interference or defensive holding or illegal contact where you see somebody come out of a break. And you can understand as you see multiple angles of a replay where it's like, well, from that angle, I could see how you can misinterpret or get a wrong impression or a wrong read on something and think that the contact was illegal or whatever. There is no angle whatsoever where you could even begin to think about pulling the flag out, let alone throwing it on the pass interference that was called. It was one of those plays where it's like, there's no way you call that foul unless you have something predisposed in your mind to say that is an illegal play that I need to throw a flag on. It was, it was such a preposterously bad call. And for, for that call to be made on a third and 10 situation. And also like, the context of the game with the score and knowing you have the best quarterback on planet earth in the, in the backfield and nobody in the defensive backfield here, like situationally, like you cannot make that call. You cannot give that side any more advantage than they already have. It's such a bad call and it changed the complexion of the game completely. And it it ended up costing the Ravens a lot at the end of the game. It completely changed the math at the end of the game. And it's just so, so impossibly bad to call that call there. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of football that was played after it, and you can nitpick the decisions that were made and how the game played out and everything, but you cannot deny the impact that that had on the final result. It's it's inexcusable. It's really inexcusable. And there's you can go down an entire road about, you know, we've, we've tried the um, – you know, the pass interference reviews and those types of things. And and ultimately those are, it's such a subjective area of the game where it's really difficult to try to like make that in a, you know, a reviewable play, but there should just be a common sense judge, you know? And I think that that's like, at least what, what John Harbaugh has at least tried to suggest like the sky judge, like just somebody to oversee the game and see what's going on out there and just say, Somebody just call bullshit on things like this that like happen every so often when a call is just so impossibly preposterously bad. Somebody that can just press a red button and say, We gotta stop this because this is nonsense and we need to fix this ASAP because it changed a football game. It changed the game. It did. It's it's impossible to argue otherwise. So sky judge. If you know, if if I was a sore loser or crybaby about it it would have taken me quicker than 30 minutes into this podcast or however ro- long we've been recording i would have said it much sooner but it has to be it, it would it would be wrong of us not to address it and talk about it at some point because the call was so freaking bad
1: i i kept like like you were saying like there was nothing on tape that showed it i kept waiting for them to show like an angle being like oh yeah he's really got him hooked or like yeah, there's a hand in a outside. bad spot
2: there, or yeah, something
1: that's like. I, I was just waiting, and I'm like, okay, didn't see it there. Didn't see it there, like, and then it's like, oh, they they just run the play, and it's like, okay, well, I guess that's a yeah, that's a call. Like, I mean, that's, I, I thought that was it. Like you said, I mean, you you've, you you have used every adjective to describe that play, and, and they've all been right. I thought it was a god awful play. Um, there were a bunch of those little ticky tack calls, and and well, uh, the, the
2: Rogers flop and the, was, on on an OAs, O-A's was,
1: was a
0: horrible call.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and, it, and he,
2: I mean, that's like, a that's a call that a 16-year veteran, one, sells, and one,
1: and, and two, gets. That's the thing. It's like he didn't flop because he didn't, he looked like he fell naturally. He didn't throw his arms up. or He just, I think he knew what was going to happen. He's probably, I mean, how many times does that happen, Aaron Rodgers, do you think? Right, like, like we, a, we've watched so many America's,
2: America's Game of the Week. And once every four years we play them. So we never have a dog in the fight. We've watched him do little things like that. And quarterbacks like him, the NFC do things like that. And we just sit back and say, that's just good Moxie. You know, that's Mm -hmm. just a quarterback selling it and that's just him earning 15 yards just by knowing his, you know, being self-aware and doing those things. It sucks to just be on the wrong side of it
1: when it finally comes to your doorstep. Yeah, but it's like, it's like a quarterback like letting up right before he touches out of bounds and a guy shoves him and he just – and he falls. in yeah. The yeah. It's, it's the same thing, yeah. It's I, – again, I mean, the refs – It's that, part that, of the Aaron Rodgers package. I mean, he's yeah. he's, he's Aaron Rodgers.
2: So, it is what it is. But uh, I, I, I hate that call. Of course, anybody, you know, wearing purple today hates it. The pass interference, that's just – there's nobody wearing green and gold in that stadium today who could be like – you know, there's just no defense. It's just – it's so bad.
1: I'll also say this. We were talking about – what was the guy's name? Um, um, Jackson, who's number 17. What was the cornerback Robert name? Jackson. Robert yeah. Jackson. I might get a Robert Jackson jersey. I just want to support him. I, I said <laughs> the second Aaron Rodgers saw a cornerback wearing number 17, they <laughs> knew, like, this is the guy we're going after. Like, that had to be – and then when Devon the yeah. a touchdown at him, on him, like, that has to be the first uh, – 17, that's like uh, 17 the water touchdown. boy when the, when the kicker's setting up for the onside kick and he's like scanning the field for that. Yeah, it's that's like, oh, this, my bitch. Yeah, this guy. Like, <laughs> that's my bitch. The guy shaking like cornerback like <laughs> wearing seventeen. Like Rogers is like, yes, finally give this to me. So yeah, I, I thought I thought Rogers played played. I don't think Rogers played like out of his mind. I thought he played good, but like you said, he, he missed he missed he missed some throws. The game. I mean, we've said it. The game is there for the taking. My dog rips up every toy, and the stuffing's everywhere. This, R.I.P. to this drumstick. Been an electric factor
0: here from from Buster.
2: Buster <laughs> absolutely dominated this drumstick, this toy drumstick. Rip. Anyways, yeah, the job's done, buddy. We I mean, did get some all-time Harbaugh um, faces. Incredible, hard.
0: Like, I mean, Harbaugh. Emotive. I saw yeah. a couple
2: of them on Twitter. I was very yeah. low on phone battery the entire game, so I was very just out of the.
1: Hey. You you won you beat it like what do you want me to do? It was I mean and also has was the no first concern time for Ravens baggers zero. This was the first no, he time got that after, he got his W. Oh yeah, he won. Yeah. Um, but after that two point conversion, like Harbaugh looked angry. Like I thought. I don't know if you guys saw it, Banks. You probably haven't seen it, Taylor. I don't know if you saw the clip. I he see it. looked like he was like legitimately pissed off. And and I'm not saying that to like, oh, go Harbaugh doesn't care if he wins or loses the game. Like I, you just you rarely see him like that. Like, and I, you, you see him fired up and, and pumped up when they're winning. But I, I just couldn't remember the last time that I saw him like visibly upset, except not at a, at a, at a, ref who was it? I forget one of the reporters said that like after like 20 minutes after the, uh, what's it called that pass interference that he was still going Earl Weaver on the, uh, official. Yeah. But, listen. Like
2: that. we we've all had some as Ravens fans, we've had some tough sledding rooting for this team. And we all feel like every injury, every, you know, COVID thing, every, you know, it feels like punch after punch after punch. And it feels like it's happening to us, you know, like our football teams get beat up week after week and our shot at being a Super Bowl contending team is just getting beaten down and it's pretty much vanished. So it feels like it's happening to us. Well, there's nobody on this planet more that is, you know, more has their hands in the cookie jar, so to say, or whatever, but also was probably more, just besides themselves that things are happening ah, and i quote like to him than john hardball so at a certain point he's human like all of these things are starting to stockpile all these injuries he's making a lot of right decisions they haven't all been right decisions as i mentioned i thought he should have gone for two uh, on the first touchdown um but ultimately like when things don't go your way enough at times, but you're making the right decisions or you're just doing all the right things, cultivating the right culture, whatever, and things just aren't going your way. It's human to just get frustrated and just be, have it all build up and be beside yourself about it. So like it would almost be, if it would be wrong of him to just put on a smiling face after a result like that, you know, like, and I don't think a, I don't think a football player wants to see a coach. That's not upset at this point in the season when things, don't go your way. If you're too rah-rah and happy go lucky and Pete Carroll about it, like sometimes that can turn against you. And I, you know, um, there's a lot of people that are probably bad mouthing John Harbaugh. And I, I I'm not gonna be that guy. Like I, I'm in his corner, I always have been, and I will continue to be. And um, there's a lot of football left. And I think he's, you know, we're upset by the result, but we're, we're gonna move forward and we're gonna try to win some football games here.
1: And the thing is, like the people upset with John Harbaugh, how many other coaches in the NFL would have had a roster like this and gone toe to toe with the Packers? There's with the Packers, and then how many of them would have
2: been down three scores to the to the Browns last week and and still and come, come back and, and had their It's one thing to have your backup quarterback have to jump into a game on the fly; it's another thing to have him prepared for the week. But we've competed the last two weeks when the deck when the deck's just not you know stacked in our favor whatsoever. So like. These guys have played hard and he's got to be proud of them. I'm, you know, not to get too mushy or, or coach speak about it, but like I'm proud of the way these teams have competed and they're close to, you know, getting the W. And it just sucks to not have the result to hang on that that win column and and get us closer to at least the, the, the playoff spot that this football team and this, these these coaches deserve because I think they're coaching their asses off, um, you know, with their hand tied behind the back.
1: And, and obviously people on Twitter were – I mean, there was a lot of Harbaugh hate. There was a lot of Roman hate after the game. And I get it. It's like you lost the game, a very close game that you arguably should have won. And it's like the, I, the people flipping out right after, like, I get it. You're mad right away. You've got to get everything, all the shit off your chest, blah, blah, blah. You just, you need to tweet the anger. Out. And I get it. I feel like a lot of people will wake up in the morning and be like, you know what? I, I'm still pretty damn happy that John Harbaugh is my coach. Uh, because like we just said, how many other coaches, how many other coaching staffs could have a team of, what was it, 29 players out or whatever? Like Jimmy Smith, the ding this morning, you know, for COVID. You're pulling up guys, cornerbacks who were sleeping on couches last week wearing 17, trying to cover Devontae Adams. Like, I mean, it's, it, it, I, it's is, not like they, they they didn't lay an egg to the, to the Lions today, being like, oh, you know, I can't believe they lost to this team. It's like, hey, get, they lost they to lost, arguably lost the best the team number in, one
0: in the NFC.
1: Yeah, and again, future a future Hall of Fame quarterback – who just tied Brett Favre for the most career touchdown yeah. pass. A t- yeah. A, a team that pe- a lot of people think is going to make the Super
0: Bowl. I mean, by, the, goes, way, by the way, what an egg lay that is by the Cardinals. Holy bananas. That's an egg lay. Wow.
2: Not kind of killed me there. It comes down to at the end of the day, it's the same thing I say every single time. And not that this is a place that we're at conversation wise here, Baltimore by any means, but hey, Buster, I'm talking. Do you mind? Um, Go get the bone that you've already Torn apart Um, It's the same thing that we had in 2017 When Jason Lockham dipshit Came out and said that we were up against the wall And John Harbaugh's job is in danger And he's going to be on his way And I I said it then I say it now I've said it all the times in between The second John Harbaugh is out of a job in Baltimore 30 or so teams are picking up the phone And knocking down his door Trying to hire that man that says everything you need to know about John Harbaugh. I promise you, that's the case for 25, at least 25 football teams. They're trying to get him into their system. His, you know everything he brings to the table. It's it's just common sense.
1: He he'd be the highest it's paid head coach if he if he was free, if he was a free agent, or if he if he was you know like go the Ravens or whatever. He'd be the highest paid coach, and it wouldn't be close.
0: It's just an overall frustrating scenario for a season that has started so promisingly um, in terms of like, I think on like August 1st, when you really start thinking about what a season is going to look like and has gone through various ruminations of exciting, disappointing, shocking, heartbreaking, heart-wrenching, stressful, and now is in a three-game, as you said, a three-game race to the end where, the ravens just need to get to a place where at home against pittsburgh they can win a game to get to the playoffs and at that point everything else is gravy the question now will be looking forward and we'll obviously preview next week's games on on the on the on the tuesday wednesday whatever pot it is before christmas is who are the ravens just going to have who is, going to be, who is going to be playing for the team? That And that is the question that every NFL team is now going to face for, the, for as long as they play for the rest of the year, based on how these things are going. It's every just, sports team, too, they not just, just NFL. Change, the NFL did just change the COVID policy, so they're not going to test asymptomatic vaccinated players, which I think is going to take the number way down. But – that the what the NFL season looks like is going to play a part also in what what the Raven the remainder of the Raven season look like can they stay out of having people test positive for COVID this is also going to show you maybe which players not that you're gonna get that information but who's vaccinated who's not like this is now a real discussion point of what's going on you know moving forward and you know who will be available as they as they go through and who who comes back. I mean, they went down Tyree Phillips. They had no barely had any offensive line than healthy in this game. And the, I got I've crushed the offensive line for weeks. Played pretty well. You know.
1: You didn't hear Villanueva's name said many times at all today. It's yeah, just pretty like, clear
0: there's a certain defensive end that he struggles certain guys on the outside he really struggles with and certain guys he can handle at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, get yeah. the freaks like and that like, is if bound it's Garrett, he has
0: no fucking chance and if you know, it's a guy that's a little worse than them, he's got a he's got a chance.
2: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I thought we did a good job of just designing some ways to just kind of you know, hide those weaknesses and roll some things out. Yeah. Run the most ball, of was, we ran most the ball kind of pretty effectively.
0: When right. Huntley was, you know, stayed in the pocket too was like couple step drop, foot in the ground, make the first read, deliver the ball. I mean, that was a lot of the throws he made today, which is the right way to do it. I mean, Greg Roman gets killed by the fan base, but that's a hell of an offensive performance
1: with your backup quarterback.
0: <laughs> Unless And maybe Tyler Huntley will go on to be some transformative starting quarterback in the NFL, but, you know, as of three weeks ago, no one knew who he was. Except
1: someone, on, someone on the account was asking the Redskins, the Washington football team, for seven first-round mm-hmm. picks, I saw. Mm-hmm. By the end of the mm-hmm. game, it was up to seven first. Yeah, I mean, seven. who would you
0: rather have, Tyler Huntley or Taylor Heineke? I Probably mean, Tyler Huntley.
1: Yeah, I I think so. Who would the Colts rather have?
0: Tyler Huntley or Carson Wentz?
1: <laughs> yeah, he really set the world on fire last you know? night. So or was it Brodnick, Broderick Bunkner? I mean, I'm uh, sitting here watching Taysom Hill anymore. Uh, yeah, give me him over Ryan Tannehill right now. Um, the thing is, is like what's what's going to be Lamar this week too? That's that's the big thing because yep. I then this morning it comes out that it wasn't an ankle sprain, but it was more of a bone bruise. They were saying, which and he's still in the walking boot today. They said so. You know, that's he was advancing. He was to, advancing this weekend. Like who
2: did nobody knows what's going on? Like Yeah.
1: It's I thought I forget who it was this morning, but early on they kind of alluded to it may have been Diana Rossini who alluded to the Ravens know that they that their pass um their pass block isn't the best and so they're gonna need fresh legs in the pocket to to move the pocket. So to me that's when I was like, Oh, Huntley's starting this thing. Like
0: He did, Huntley did look better than like, you know, I don't know if Lamar has been really fully healthy the entire year when he moves around Huntley. He
2: looks super poised, like like, super comfortable
0: around pressure in a more poised fashion than at times we've seen Lamar do this year. I think just kind of slipped away. Lamar sometimes I think gets you know, he just, you know, tries to make the ridiculous play. Sometimes Huntley today made the simple play and that helped him just made the simple move out of pressure and was able to make things happen. But Aitken yeah, like did a really good point. And goes. You don't a lot of times see teams when they play Lamar, you know, have their edge rushers come inside because then Lamar just goes outside the pocket. With Huntley today, a lot of they they pointed out with Preston Smith a couple times, he would come inside and not contain and Huntley would just leak out. You just don't see teams do that against Lamar. They, they did that. It seemed like it was like, Every play in the third quarter, and
1: then yeah. like the one play where they just Kyle Huntley's
0: escaped. He's he's <laughs> running down the sideline.
1: <laughs> like the one play they just didn't have a right defensive end, and it's like, uh, yeah, he's gonna run that way. Like that was how about, uh, yeah, again. How it, about it, on, the it,
0: touch, it, how it, on the touch? How about the touchdown? Then I'm only have ten players in the field. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it was. The Packers do like, some dumb things for a really good team. Their special teams is terrible. <laughs> Their special teams was a disaster
2: last week. I thought that was a point where we could try to exploit that. Well,
0: they almost did. Tucker hit the pop-up kick and they had no idea what to do. It goes through the up man's legs. Or it goes through the up man's hands, goes through the return man's legs, and they you know get it on the nine-yard line. Hell, I mean, Inside they had, the- they had um,
1: Aaron Jones receipt returning kicks at the end. this <laughs> is like starting running back. You just paid him big bucks and he's he's returning kicks. Yeah, it's like it's it's like it's 1998 with Earl Davis. Like. Yeah, right. It's like what I used to do in Madden. Like, but yeah, I mean that that coach has to know he's getting fired. Like, has to. Yeah, he's the, they, at one yeah. point,
0: they at one point showed him um, on the sidelines, just almost like running around frantically trying to find someone to talk to, and it's just like <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, he looked like Jim Valvano after the championship game. Was, what, <laughs> a weird, very what a weird
0: spot for Matt Lafleur, where you know they they have the number one seed in the NFC. And just no one gives him any credit. Just, uh, it's like, oh, we could have been coaching the team. You have Aaron Rodgers. Sorry. Yeah, no credit for you.
1: It's <laughs> yeah, he's, he's getting the old Jim Caldwell treatment. In yeah, 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 absolutely. He, um, they also, they asked, they asked LaFleur after the game about the two-point conversion. Like, what would you have done? And he said, like, Harbaugh made the right call. I would have done the exact same thing. And he's like, we knew they were going to go. And yeah, I mean that's. Oh, here we go. That's nothing. Is like Tomlin's like, oh, when you, uh, oh, the analytic, you're, no, 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 genuine, this... you're pretty predictable. It's like but shut the fuck up, like Tomlin. No, no, this Seriously. is it like it, it wasn't as backhanded as Tomlin's. But they had just said like, would you have gone for it? And he was like, oh, absolutely. We didn't talk about that. Fuck that quote. I can't wait for week eighteen.
0: Could a lot could come down to it? A lot could come down. God damn, we
2: got to get there.
0: Yeah, we do. We do
2: need. to uh, well, I mean, uh, cut off a leg and an arm. We're gonna be there, ready for Week Eighteen. Who, I don't give a
1: shit. Who do the Steelers? Do we? Let me. Let me do this real quick. Do we know who? The I can't Steelers believe you week? nerds lost
2: to them. Jesus yeah, I don't Christ. want to talk. I know. It. I know. We don't have room to talk, but fuck. Fucking offense.
1: stinks. Uh, I'm looking. I, I watched some of the league. first
2: half of that game. I could not
1: believe. Oh, I could. Um, they play. Oh shit. Oh well, no, it's good. Um, they play the Chiefs. Steelers play the Chiefs. Browns. Ravens. Chiefs looked
0: like a juggernaut this week.
1: Yeah, congrats to the Chiefs. For there might not
0: be any good teams in the AFC.
1: I think the Chiefs are the good team.
0: I think we're back to that. You know, the Colts are decent. If they had a better quarterback, that would be a very, very dangerous team. And yeah. they're just not going to be able to win because Carson Wentz isn't good enough. But
1: and I saw I, the and Mac the,
0: Jones limitations a little bit this week as well.
1: Yeah. And, and this too, I'm, I know this isn't the time or the place. We're not doing the Jonathan Taylor for MVP we're not
0: yeah yeah i mean tom Britt well now we're what i mean we well
1: yeah it's you know well now you know if the if the patriots or if the patriots the bucks end up losing this game you know who's probably the the leader for the mvp aaron Rodgers. because it can't be kyler now
0: no kyler no i mean kyler looked i mean he might lose me and not that it matters you know in the <laughs> fantasy talk but he might lose me a fantasy game this week how bad he was today i mean what, what was that very bad very yeah. bad i i yeah the mvp it's it's not a very like good mvp race it's kind of a very people just drop out and of the race and you know other people step up it's not like a fun mvp race it, at
1: all. yeah it'll be it'll be the quarterback of the of the number one team in the nfc that's what it'll be
0: yeah yeah rogers i think will have a good chance now he'll have a good chance i mean brady's looked terrible in this game mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm Real shame and t-
0: Taysom good. Hill, by the way. F- uh f- fist pumping t- on the field goal to make it nine-nothing was a little like Frank Beamer. Yeah. Uh 0-0-0 0-0 0-0 halftime. 0-0, yeah. like, just the slow-mo fist pump as it heads to commercial <laughs> to make a nine-nothing game. Oh, Taysom. What a job by him. What a job by him in the middle of Sunday night game. Um, thanks. His laptop died. Yeah, Banks' laptop died here at the end. I we'll make one last point for him. He thinks Indy is legit. He thinks is legit. Indy. Really, that game should have never been that close. Shout out to Maryland's finest Frank Reich, who's done a very good job there.
1: Um, I'm happy the Titans played them twice early and got that out of the way. Because, got that out of the way because yeah. they've really come on.
0: And, and Jonathan Taylor is, despite your he, lack he's of the best running in his back MVP candidacy. He's the best running back in football right now,
1: and, and it's not even close. That's what I said. Like, there's a difference. Yeah, I mean Dalvin like Cook MVP. when
0: he's when Dalvin Cook's around and healthy
1: right now, he's there. But yeah, I uh, mean Derrick Henry's still top three,
0: and Derrick Henry when he's healthy. But obviously, those guys aren't, you know, they're not a lineup. But Jonathan Taylor's been the best consistent running back in the league. Uh, anything else, RGT, before we sign off here?
1: Um, uh, we I mean,
0: do have, I do have, I do have, I do have one thing. I have to shout out and, and figure out if your sister Annie will ever, will ever see your family. That's what you, that's what you said pre. She said she doesn't, you say she doesn't listen to the show. We're going to find out if she listens right now uh, and whether she, she calls you out for you calling her out before the show.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think we can we'll see
0: see her you guys before she went to the Ravens game or went I to the think, Ravens tailgates
1: today. Yeah, she comes home for Christmas, but you know, she goes to the tailgates and all that. So yeah, we'll see her next year for Christmas. So
0: this is this yeah, this is the this is the uh this is gonna be the test. This is gonna be the test because she claimed you that she listens. You think she doesn't? I don't think she does. So well, this is gonna be this is why you this is why you throw out. Oh, and and she gave me the Taylor Swift album early, so.
1: So She's good in my book F- right now. FBI, if you're listening, have at her.
0: Yeah, have yeah. Well, I, I will. I'll stand there and go down with that ship. I will go out that ship any day of the week. Any day of. The- oh, banks. Banks returns here at the end. He returns.
1: He's back. Um, my my only my my final thing was just gonna say we labeled it the gauntlet, and I think it's proving to be the gauntlet. And I still haven't seen. Oh well, we talked about it last week. Never mind. The three game losing streak in December, which is like one of the rarest things in, in Baltimore sports. I feel like. But, I mean, yeah, like like we said, the gauntlet is the gauntlet, it's tough teams. The to schedule, it was kind of what everyone had scheduled at the end of the year at the beginning of the year, and now it's proving to be obviously with it, all the intrigue that's added with it with the COVID stuff and the injuries that the Ravens have had, it's just it's it's proven to be very hard to beat some of these teams back to back to back to back, to back on, and, and with a schedule like this.
0: Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. Banks, I'm glad you came back on and joined us for the sign off. Even though we made yeah. we made your indie point for you, but
2: What's yeah, my... I put this this dog toy that he destroyed into my pocket, and I grabbed two new dog toys and I've thrown them across the room. And all he wants to do is dig into my pocket and try to get this dog toy that <laughs> he already tore up. He's got a nose for the drumstick. He just can't help the drumstick.
0: Dogs are awesome. Is this a is this a podcast of dog
1: over cat people?
2: Yes, yes. It would seem that way <laughs> uh,
1: unanimously. Not even close. Oh, uh, I have one last thing, too. Marquise Brown looks tiny in all purple. Like He does look <laughs> it was like, like When Kyler. you're in L.A.
2: and you're dripping and all over the other team <laughs> in Saturday Night Football, it looks sweet. Maybe not so much
1: losing at home against the Packers. I, that, I just thought, say, like Ooh. Kyler in, in the all red, I was like, he looks like a peewee <laughs> player. Like, he looks like a legitimate short person.
0: I do want to know if the thought process and the uniform choice there was just like, we need vibes. These are the vibes we need. I know. Oh, that's I don't think giving... it's totally out of the question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then we yeah week so. eighteen they'll go they'll go all black, uh when it gets flexed oh. Sunday night versus Steelers.
0: <laughs> yeah, that game does have a good chance to get flexed. What are the other games of that week? We are just dragging on here, but I now want to. That'll be our final. What What are the chances? Because that is going to be a raucous atmosphere if that thing gets flexed.
1: But don't I'm worry about this great. dog whining in my ear right now. Was it Greg Gumbel or Mike Preston who said that Big Ben would get a standing O?
0: Well, okay, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers, Ravens. Both.
1: Oh, didn't, Gumbel. didn't they announce that they were going to do that thing where they flex one of the games to Saturday night and then the other one on Saturday? Or like they're going to put, put them both Saturday or something? I, oh, I don't think know. two games Saturday if it's accommodatable. Which, again – It could the, be
2: the two AFC
1: North games. All a, and all AFC North all divisional games. Yeah, that would be – that would be fun.
0: That would be pretty flingy. it would be very fun. That would be pretty Fuego. Rams 49ers will probably be consequential. God, the Broncos stink. The Broncos and
1: the Bengals just played that. Well, hey, the Teddy, the Teddy injury today looked bad. Hopefully. yeah. I've Teddy, he Teddy
0: Bridgewater can't catch
1: I feel him. bad for him. Teddy yeah, Bridgewater?
0: Bad looking injury. Yeah. Uh, was, was, there, was there
1: yeah. vomiting? Was there vomiting? No, no. He it was like a quarterback draw up the middle and he, like, dove head first and kind of landed. He looked like Tyrone Woodley, like, fell laying just down.
0: Yeah, how about Tyrone Woodley, by the way? Woo. Jake Paul. Guys, I mean, right. Yeah. Mm. Stuff. Well, another instant analysis, another close Ravens loss. I hope all Ravens fans <laughs> are mm. taking their <laughs> anxiety pills or whatever they got to do to get over that one. Um, a 31-30 loss to – green bay packers rdt you can follow them at edi 22 you can follow banks at barstool banks you follow myself at taylor 10 thanks to the the good people at fed thrill we'll have another fed thrill starting five draft coming up on the weekly show thanks to thread level midnight for the merch and thanks as always to jimmy seafood another jimmy's um appearance on the broadcast today um uh, jimmy's and cow ripkin might have been the great really the rdt one two right there with jimmy seafood and cow ripkin one clip and, oh uh, yeah grayson, grayson and, and
2: there heston and, no grayson got some good face time on the jumbotron i and almost not, i tried to get a picture did they not show heston heston was there too okay. yeah no they were both on the sideline they
1: got their little oh man that was a
2: <laughs> heck of a bite there by I'm little you,
1: grayson <laughs> grayson is protecting the wall like he is uh, he's out there. Yeah,
2: no, he's the guy. He, he, he's he's He knows what he's doing. Grayson, we'll, he's doing. Grayson we'll, is gonna be a bull. We gotta talk to him. Memorial. So, yeah. yeah, we'll, he's we'll gonna have to get, get him on. He's tomorrow.
1: he's currently at Jimmy's right now. I think sh- inhaling crab cake. <laughs> Bless <you>. him. <laughs>
0: All right, we will be back for the weekly show, mm-hmm. and then another instant analysis next week. Banks is wrestling a dog. RDT is checking on Grayson Rodriguez's Jimmy's whereabouts. I'm just sitting here in a tie-dye LPGA sweatshirt. That's the X-52 podcast. I'm Jimmy Seafood. We'll see you next week. Shout out, Tiger.